Welcome to another edition of Shocker Ford One and the main event on PushGapRadios.com. Here's to Joe Lewis today, Dallas-Fort Worth. Cicely Tyson died, American icon. We're going to get into that. Wendy Williams, did you catch the show? We'll get into that. Harriet Tubman on the front of the $20 bill. And black women on TV, do you ever notice? something different. Also, why can't white people say the N-word? All that and more on the hottest podcast in the urban internet radio game. You want to see social distancing? Then loan somebody some money. It's Shaka 401 in the main event with Jackie O on PushCapRadios.com. It's all about Dallas, baby. You broke the contract! When you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract we for 400 years. We played your game and built your wealth. Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the f- do I give a sh- about burning the football hall of fame, about burning a target? You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so you're a target. Yes. You're a Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Pushcapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome to the very first day of Black History Month, which of course we know is the shortest month of the freaking year. Welcome to the program, guys. Jackie O is not here, but I will be here to entertain you. But first, we lost a legend, man. Cicely Tyson. Groundbreaking actress who began to gain fame in the 1970s when black women were just beginning to play starring roles on screen. Cicely Tyson won two Emmys for her portrayal of a former slave in the 1974 autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. You remember that? Very good movie. Cicely Tyson was just amazing, even to see her on the screen. She was born December 18th, 1924, just short of being a Capricorn, okay? But she uh, had immigrant parents from the Caribbean island of Nevist and was raised in a devoutly religious household in Harlem. She started her acting career uh, with a few stage roles in the 1950s. Now, here's 10 things, perhaps, you did not know about the phenomenal Cecily Tyson. Number 10, 
Just As I Am memoir. She released that two days before her death. Wrote a book. Number nine, Cicely Tyson. Lauded as much for her off-screen persona as she was for her on-screen talent. Number eight, Cicely Tyson was the first cousin of Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Bet you didn't know that. Number seven, Cicely Tyson inspired an entire generation of black actresses. And number six, Cicely Tyson blazed trails by winning numerous honors and awards well into her 90s. You know, she'd be hanging out over there with uh, Tyler Perry a lot. Says she was the grandmother he never had. A lot of people, man, was giving shout outs and whatnot to Cicely Tyson. Truly. A groundbreaking actress, a groundbreaking black woman, a groundbreaking human being. All right. Number five thing, perhaps you didn't know about Cecily Tyson. She was married to the legendary jazz trumpeter Miles Davis. Bitches brew. You youngsters might not never know nothing about that. And that was the name of the album. Miles Davis was a bad boy. Number four, Cicely Tyson was very selective of the roles she played, turning down lucrative offers if she felt that they demeaned black women. So no prostitute roles or junkie roles or none of that. The woman took a stand when a lot of people were just grabbing crumbs. See, you have to set yourself up for greatness. Now, I don't watch a lot of Madea since I did in the beginning. As it went on, uh, start beating me down. But you have to prepare yourself, man, for greatness. Okay? And Madea said it best. It ain't what they call you, it's what you answer to. Okay? So Cecily took roles, Cecily Tyson took roles that did not demean black women. Um, number three, she overcame great obstacles to play iconic roles, including being kicked out of the house by her mom is one of the obstacles she overcame. Okay? I can understand that. You know, start getting a teenager, get full of yourself, like they say. Move out while you're 16 and you know everything. It's easy to be a baller and talk crap when you're living on your parents' dime, huh? Okay, you know everything, move out. So, her mom kicked her out. Number two, she was a model before she got into acting. And the number one thing, which I already told you, about the great Cecily Tyson... The daughter of Caribbean immigrants born and raised in Harlem, New York. So lost a great one there in Cecily Tyson mine. Hank Aaron's gone. Um, I don't know. Life is short. Remember these people in their heyday and whatnot. But, you know, we salute the phenomenal Cecily Tyson. Time now for your pushcapradio.com celebrity birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays this week. Lisa Marie Presley Jackson turns 53 years old today. Also from Outcast, Big Boy. I like the way you move. With him and Sleepy Sleepy Floyd. Big Boy from Outcast turns 46. James Ambrose Johnson Jr. Better known by his stage name as Rick James. Born February 1st, 1948 in Buffalo, New York. Died August 6th. 2004. Today, Rick James would have been 73 years old. February 2nd, model Christy Brinkley turns 67. February 3rd, rapper Sean Kingston to be 31. February 4th, Rosa Parks 
Born 1913, February 4th. Died October 24th of 2005 at the age of 92 on February 4th. Rosa Parks would have been 108 years old. Rapper Cameron turns 45 and football great Lawrence Taylor, LT, turns 62 years old. Finally, February 4th, new edition star Barbie Brown turns 52 years old. They're talking about if you leave the U.S. on a flight, your ass probably can't get back in. That's what the federal government's telling you. You know what it's about. You know what it's about. Coronavirus. U.S. residents traveling abroad could find themselves stuck in a foreign country with limited help from the U.S. government if they can't show a negative coronavirus test before the flight back. Now, this started January 26. And before you go to a foreign country, you got to get tested for the COVID-19 three days before you travel. And you got to show your negative COVID tests, results or documentation to the airline to board the flight. Okay, got to prove that it's true. All of that. So you can't even leave the country. Are you a fiend for the vaccine? Okay, I'm not taking it. Now, I've been watching different videos from around the world. And the vaccine is having adverse effects. There's a doctor or two that passed away. Remember the black doctor? She laid in bed and told you the treatment she wasn't getting. And she was a doctor. Okay. I'm not taking the vaccine, man. You, you, you just not going. I don't know. Okay. Isn't that how, what was that movie with Will Smith and the dog? Okay. The only man left. Didn't that come from them folk taking that damn vaccine? I don't trust your government. I really don't. Okay. I just don't. I was in the military. I understand how black people have been done with the um, Tuskegee experiment with the syphilis. Again, this is where gynecology came from because they did all these horrendous things on black women, slaves. That's where gynecology came from. Didn't know that, huh? They tortured your ancestors. Your great, great grandmama, your great, 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 your five time great grandmama tortured these people. And that's where you got gynecology. Tuskegee experiment, they told the black men that they were giving them the shot, you know, to cure the syphilis. But it was at, what do they call it? Placebo. Because they wanted to see the effects of the syphilis on the human body. And now you want me to come, you'll never do shit for black people. But now you want me to come and take the virus first. You notice who they're giving it to, all the old people. Hank Aaron died a week after. What they say? Eh, it was the coronavirus. It wasn't the coronavirus. You don't know. There's a new strain out. So I'm not taking it. I just do not know. When we come back on the Bang of the Stang on your urban internet radio dial, we're going to talk about the TLC movie. Also, Wendy Williams. We'll get into her. You know they got Whitney Houston and the Bobby Christina thing coming up. We'll delve into that. Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. All right, we're going to delve into that for you. And the guy, the black guy that was at the white supremacist party in Washington, D.C., 
we're going to tell you about his dumbass. Banging his thing in the urban internet radio game. Also, at the end of the show, somewhere thereabouts, we're going to get into why white people can't say the N-word. Shocker 401 in the main event on the hottest podcast on your urban internet radio dial. It's Rubber Buggy Baby Boomer Radio, baby. Pushgapradios.com. Tell somebody about us. You can check us out on Facebook at Push Gap Radios 1. And if you would like to contribute to the program, and we appreciate the people who do, you can find us at Push Gap Radios 1 on Cash App. Banging this thing in the game. Never average, never mediocre. Online, on point, and on the freaking money. You don't know, now you know. We're Shaka 401 in the main event on pushgapradios.com. Also, don't forget, it's Black History Month for those of you who are so inclined, okay, to celebrate that. But yeah, it's Black History Month on the Bang of the Show in the game. KYBNradio.com in Mountain View, California, where we're syndicated through. We'd like to wish all of you guys a good morning. Shaka 401 in the main event. Dallas, baby. Pushgapradio.com, bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. Pushgapradio.com. It's Dallas, baby. Get straight to it, man. Let's do it. Guarantee your maximum refund with Hawkins Tax Service. At Hawkins Tax Service, we know that filing your taxes can be a burden, a headache, and a hassle. We make your tax filing fast, easy, and affordable. Guaranteed. You earned it, you keep it. www.hawkinstaxpreparation.com We offer audit representation, debt counseling, and payroll services. Do it right the first time. Contact Hawkins Tax Service today for a consultation with the best team of qualified tax experts. Visit us online at www.hawkinstaxpreparation.com Cash on that track, I D N W two, and make sure you bring your boot. Cash advance approvals too. <laughs> yeah. To set an appointment and get your free quote, call Hawkins Tax Services today at 817-500-3386 or pull up to 2100 North State Highway 360 in Grand Prairie, Suite 1505. Make sure you pull up, bring your ID and paycheck stuff, and make sure you tell them the cash. Pushgatradio.com. We want to be your official Dallas internet station. I'm very sad to see the demise of black radio. It's terrible what's happening. The demise of black radio is insane. It's just, I mean, killing everybody, killing everything off, killing all of our stuff. BET sold to Viacom years ago. Um, Essence magazine, our media sold to somebody else in the hands of other people. Sold, you know? It's amazing. Uh, what's happening with our media? We're, we've lost control of our music. We've lost control of our creativity in our music. We've lost control of our TV shows. We've lost control of our radio stations. And I'm nervous, you know. So what's the strategy? I'm venting. I'm talking about it. What's the strategy? What is the strategy so this doesn't happen to us anymore? Is it independent radio? Is I mean, is that? I guess that's the wave of the future anyway. Everybody's going internet. Pushgatradio.com. So it's a wrap, you know. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna? Is can our music be saved or is it too late? 
Because our music is in a trash can. I don't even listen to what's going on today. There's nobody to blame. You can't blame the white man. You allowed this to happen. We allowed it. So the thing is, what's the next step? Independent radio stations. The internet. Utilization of the internet to create our own voices. To create what's popular for us. You know, what do we want to hear? Not what somebody tells us that we want to hear. What about, what is the state of black media? Black TV, black programming, TV programming, black music, black radio, which is being dissolved right in front of our faces. And maybe it is because of the move, the internet movement. I don't know. Come in Dallas and Fort Worth. Want to tell you about this one dumb nigga. You remember the white supremacist, the rioters that attacked the uh, U.S. Capitol building a couple of weeks ago. You saw the one black guy, right? This idiot. You and a sea of white folks. You to fly in the milk. And who do you think? They got the dumb. Okay. Rioters in the attack of the U.S. Capitol building continue to be identified and arrested for their participation in the June 6th riot. As more rioters have received their charges, many on the social media are calling out the discrepancies between white rioters and a 20 year old black participant. Emmanuel Jackson is his name. Now, if you're watching the YouTube channel, watching the making of pushgapradios.com, here he is. And of course, you would recognize him. But Emmanuel Jackson turned himself in to the Metropolitan Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C. on January 18th. He admitted to taking part in the violent protest, identified himself in videos and pictures and whatnot that the uh, law enforcement showed him. Now, The white participants have been able to await their hearings at the house on house arrest. Okay. They get to sit at the house, my. Meanwhile, Jackson's bond was denied and he'll be held at a correctional facility until his preliminary hearing this month. Now, they say he was homeless living in a transitional housing program when he turned himself in. I don't know. I don't know if maybe you're looking for somewhere to crash through the winter. Hey, I mean, you know, that's the hustle. If you homeless or you ain't got things going on, I've been homeless twice. Okay, short durations. But yeah, there are guys, there are people who will commit some petty offense that will get them a couple months in jail. Still a candy bar, something like that, you know. It all depends on what your situation is. But this guy, he's facing five federal charges, Emmanuel Jackson, including assault on a federal law enforcement officer with a dangerous weapon, knowingly engaging in physical violence. So they were saying he was the one that was uh, seen using a baseball bat on an officer who were holding up shields so they didn't even get hit. He just banging the drum on the dang on thing. But, you know, niggas, wake up. This ain't your fight, bro. What are you doing there, Emmanuel Jackson? What? You think the white folk going to take you in and give you milk and cookies and say that you're their friend? Dude, you're stupid. That's all I can say. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here. 
What's your black ass doing out there with all them white people? You at a Klan rally, nigga. But hey, that's your business. That's why your stupid ass in jail. The white folks sitting at the house. Because it's their game, not yours. Black people down there, mine. I just don't get it. You enjoy being a slave? You enjoy being stupid? Show your ass from down there and leave those folks alone. After less than a week in office, President Joe Biden is speeding up previously stalled efforts to place the portrait of abolitionist and Underground Railroad leader Harriet Tuckman on the front of the $20 bill. The hell with that. Do you know what that's like? ADOS. Now, I know a lot of you are black people, you're African-Americans, you're people of color. Uh, I'm not that. All right. I'm ADOS, American Descendants of Slavery. How do you know you're ADOS? Where are your great-great-grandparents buried at? My mother's side is Tennessee. The Shackleford side is out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Now, if your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your two great, three great, four great-grandparents, if they came over here on a plane or a boat, you're not ADOS. And we have nothing against black people. The total diaspora. Nothing against black people. But your fight is where you're from. I can't go to Haiti or or to Jamaica or the Bahamas or the Ghana or Nigeria and fight with the black people there. And in their victory to come out here and say, oh, well, you know, I fought too. So I should get some land and I should get out. Well, are you Jamaican, man? No, I'm not Jamaican, but I fought with the kid. No, 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 no. Were you born? Are your people? Oh, no, no. I'm from America. Then you get nothing. Don't care how hard you fought. Your fight is in America. Then why do you think you get to come here? Putting Harriet Tugman on a $20 bill. And you haven't gave us our 40 acres and a mule. Putting her on a $20 bill is giving us a picture of that. Seems like to me. I'm not going to give you reparations, but uh, here's Harriet Tugman. On the $20 bill. Now, let me lace your boots up about something. I'm not happy with that. You should leave that alone. The reason that they put in Harriet on the $20 bill. I'm going to lace some of you up. The petrodollar. Now, if you have no understanding of the petrodollar, when you buy oil on the world market, you have to convert your yen, your rubles, whatever. You have to convert that to American dollars on the world market in order to buy oil. That started in the 1940s. This is called the petrodollar. Well, two, three years back, China got off the petrodollar. China got Afghanistan and Russia to get on board with them. See, the U.S. currency is not backed by gold. Richard Nixon stopped that. China's is backed by gold. So whenever you want to cash your money in, you just come to China with they yuan and they'll give you your gold. Germany's been trying to get their gold from America for a long time. America keeps putting them off. You probably ain't got it. You probably went out and spent that. The petrodollar, what do I mean by that? If people are converting their money into yuan instead of U.S. dollars, then what that means is all that money's coming back into the economy. That money's worthless. Half the U.S. money is out on the global market. What happens when those people aren't using it anymore and it starts coming back in? The dollar is crap. So when the news is running, what do you think they're going to do? 
Oh, the dollar is bad. Then they're going to put up the $20 bill of Harriet Tubman. Symbolism. These white folk one step ahead in the freaking game. I, and some of y'all just don't get it. Some of you just don't get it. But yeah, Harriet Tubman on the uh, $20 bill. No, perhaps we need a Harriet Tubman reparations act. I want my 40 acres and a damn mule. Okay. Harriet Tubman was our hero. And you got all these foreign people and whatnot playing her. They got to go read about her and go to a museum. Harriet Tubman been in your blood since she was in kindergarten. She the ancestor. What you need to go study? You just read the script. Cynthia Ruvo now. But yeah, I don't think she should be on the 20. Again, the, the, the American dollar is about to crash. You notice they don't tell you this in uh, the news, mainstream media. What happens when that dollar crashes? All you people that ran out here, no disrespect, but the Pearl and Chuck's thing. And Kamala told you she wasn't going to do shit for you. I'm not doing something just for black people. No. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe told you he wasn't doing nothing for you. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Sleepy Joe did the 94 crime bill. It still got a lot of your kinfolk in jail. Kamala done locked up more people in California in California history. Black people. And you running out here like a damn slave. And you done voted for these people in their first hundred days. They ain't doing a damn thing for you. Hmm. Can't find y'all now. Where you at? I remember when her little sorority came to one of her little deals. Uh, when she was first running back in 2019. Seaweed, skiwi, whatever. I was in the military. I don't know anything about that. Them people came out to support her from Howard University. Kamala Harris didn't have nowhere for these people to sit. Can you believe that? Kamala Harris has no base. The reason she's got the her people has the pearls and chuck thing going on, they're trying to build a base. You see Trump's base. They stormed the damn Capitol. Where's Kamala's base? Kamala's not us. Her dad's from Jamaica. Her mom is from India. And she played that role till it was time to run. Now all of a sudden she black skiwi to get what you want. Don't you play games to get what you want in life? Don't lie and say you don't. We all do. It's called survival. Kamala ain't doing nothing for you. Biden ain't doing nothing for you. Who the hell you think put him in the White House? And they come out and thank the Hispanics, the Latinos. Black people ain't getting cabinet positions, this, that, and the third. Just damn stupid. What we should have done. What you should have done. Because ADOS been telling you about this for the last three and a half, four years. Yvette Carnell, Antonio Moore, Michi X, Tariq Nasheed, Professor Black Truth. The black authority. These people have explained to you. Very brilliant people. Of what these people are doing to us man. And a lot of you just don't get it. Or you just don't care. You don't want to know. Because once you know you have to be accountable. So you don't want to know. These people aren't doing anything for us man. 
And now you want to put Harriet Tubman on some money that's about to crash and burn. The U.S. dollar will be useless once all these other people start coming off of the petrodollar. And they don't tell you this, so you don't know. So, you know, it is what it is. But you voted for, for, for Biden and Kamala. What are they doing for black people? You know what you should have asked for, right? You should have asked for them to sign legislation to make us a protected people. We'd have got something out the deal, maybe not the reparations, but make us a protected people like the gays and the Indians and white women. Sleepy Joe, we got to get Trump out of the White House. Trump ain't done nothing for you, but Trump ain't done nothing to you either. Black person. Shocker 4 won in the main event on the banging this thing on your urban internet radio dial. It's Rubber Buggy Baby Boomer Radio here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And um, when we come back, I'm gonna, let me tell you about You ever wondered what these uh, sportcaster guys are pulling in? We're going to tell you about it when we come back. Shocker 4 1 in the main event on PushGapRadios.com. Hey, don't keep us a secret. Bushgapradio.com. We finna take over this town like street sweepers. Don't knock the hustle, baby. Let's talk about Harriet and the 20 really quick. Let's get down to the nitty and the gritty. Now, I know all of you saw this. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that we as a group who came out for Democrats in a way that Latinos did not, in a way that whites did not, we are getting rewarded with more symbolism, more symbolic things for us. That points to a failure of America, not a failure of ADOS, a failure of America. Now let me tell you something, people don't think about it this way, but symbols are supposed to reflect substance. For example, if you get married, you have a wedding band. That wedding band that you wear is supposed to symbolize a union. That's kind of why it's circular, that's why you wear it. It symbolizes something that is real. You are putting Harriet, our freedom fighter, not yours. You fought against her, America. She's not yours, she's ours. You are putting her as a symbol of progress that has been made by ADOS that is a total lie. It doesn't symbolize anything. See, you haven't done for us anything. See, America, listen, in order for you to put us on or put Harriet, because Harriet is us, in order for you to put Harriet Tubman on money, you need to do right by us and Harriet. You haven't done enough to earn us. See, we never have that conversation. We talk a lot about what we're owed, and that's true. But even after we were freed from slavery, we gave white America who we are free of charge, everything about us, our minds, our recipes, our intellectual property, everything our music our art we gave it to you for free and you don't deserve harriet and you don't deserve our heroes and you don't deserve to represent them in a way that makes it look to everybody in america and the world as if we have progressed because that's what putting harriet tubman on money means that means that we have progressed you have to close i'm not opposed to ever putting Harriet Tubman on money, but you have to close the racial wealth gap, which is really a lineage wealth gap before you are able to put her on money. If you don't do that first, this is disrespect. 
But here's a kicker. From slavery, we gave white America who we are free of charge, everything about us. You never deserved it, and you still don't deserve it. Pushgapradio.com, bridging the gap between old school and new school radio. Pushgapradio.com. It's Dallas, baby. A fat ass pimp and a little ass punk. Did you see Russia? Vladimir Putin ain't playing none of that. Okay? None of that. Thousands of people in Moscow and across Russia took to the streets on this past Sunday and were met with the harshest show of force the country has seen in recent years. Protesters throughout the country had gathered for the second weekend in a row to support jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who has been held by the Russian authorities since mid-January. More than 5,000 people were detained in at least 85 cities as of Sunday, according to an independent monitoring group. Navalny himself has been behind bars since shortly before he arrived in Moscow, January 17. He's a Russian dissident. Spent the last previous month in Germany, where he was recovered from being poisoned by a powerful nerve agent. Navalny accused the Russian government and President Vladimir Putin of trying to kill him, an allegation the Kremlin has reportedly denied. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that you see Russia don't care, right? Storm here. And see, that's what the, the, the U.S. is not wasn't realizing. The world is watching. And by you letting these people do this, you're complicit first off. Because you're letting them in. Hell, your own security force police are white supremacists. Again, you don't go to a Klan meeting Pull off the hood. Now I'm a cop and now I'm going to treat everyone the same. Doesn't work that way. All levels of government are infiltrated with white supremacists. But you see what Russia did, huh? Mm-hmm. Russia, if you want to. We got something for that ass. Here in America, they all in the same game. And then the only one who got sit in jail is the black guy, Emmanuel Jackson or whatever his name is. He's an idiot. Okay. But look what Russia did. Emmanuel Jackson. Look at Russia. That's how you're supposed to do it. I don't care. If you run up on me, if you you charging where I am, this, that, and the third, I see that as a threat. First law of the jungle is what? Self-preservation. Russia did it right. Because had I been at the Capitol running things, I'd have laid niggas down. My house, my job, my car, the street player, I'd have gave the order. But the person in charge is with them. Donald Trump. But that's how you do it like Russia did it. You lay their ass down. 
I bet the next nigga ain't going to try it. You lay him down. All this for a guy that the people love. Okay. Can't stop the people. They told me in broadcasting school. You need to build an audience. Get the people on your side. People on your side. Here come Coca-Cola, Southwest Airlines, AT&T, everybody. When you got the people. This guy, Alexi, had the people. And Putin didn't care. Laid them down. How many people did they arrest at the Capitol? That's because we all in the same gang, fam. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, it just turns out like that. You ever wonder what being a professional sportscaster is like? It's a dream job for many. Takes a lot of hard work, though, to get to the top and to be proficient in what it is that you do. As with everything, you need to pay your dues before you're able to climb the ladder to make it in sports reporting. Many of the sportscasters you see on TV now didn't start their careers immediately in front of the camera. Then there are those who are some of the best at the sport they play. They come in to be commentators. Troy Aikman sucked when he first started. He was all cardboardy and boring and whatnot guess he had some training you know who was amazing when they came on two people to me three people really michael strahan jimmy johnson and tony romo tony romo can call a play before the play starts to develop as soon as they come to the line and get in formation romo will tell you what the play is awesome how come your ass didn't know that when you was on the field for the cowboys but how much do these people make you wonder we're about to get into that After retiring from playing, a lot of players found their calling in front of the camera, giving an inside look into the inner workings of an organization, a team, and a player's mindset. The road to the top is never an easy one, but the question of how much can one make once they've reached it can vary widely. Now, everyone knows Swami, the man who started it all, Chris Berman, ESPN. Chris Berman is one of the few on the list who has spent the majority of his career as a play-by-play commentator. Legacy with ESPN can be traced back to the 70s. 79 is when ESPN started. But Chris Berman is one of the longest on-air sports analysis. Analyst. Makes $5 million a year. Skip Bayless, Dallas, Texas area down here. Skip used to write for <coughs> uh, the Dallas Morning News <coughs> and the Dallas Times-Herald two newspapers now we're down to one like everyone else um advertising is going to the internet no one's really doing print like that anymore even in the super bowl you have most of these people who are not spending money on super bowl ads six ten fifteen million dollars on a 60 second spot they're just not doing it they're going to the internet skip bayless makes six million jameel hill makes a hundred thousand dollars greg anthony it's the first on the list to have no broadcasting experience prior to his debut. You know, he was a former player, great defense, played in the league for 12 years before he retired and started working for ABC and ESPN. Jimmy Genius is what we call him here in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Diehard Chicago Bears fan. But I live in Dallas. I was here when Jimmy got here. Jimmy Johnson fan. Okay. 
Jimmy Johnson has made the NFL his life and career. Started as a college player, then transitioned into an assistant coach at another university until finally winning two Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys as a coach and one national championship with Miami. Jimmy Johnson makes $600 a year. Terry Bradshaw, he pulls in a million. Max Kellerman, a million. Grant Hill was very shocking to me, former NBA star. He makes $2 million. Jalen Rose was with the Fab Five. He was also part of the Fab, he was part of Fab Five, but then became one of the Pacers' top scorers right beside Hall of Famer Reggie Miller. Jalen Rose makes $3 million a year. You know Kurt Menefee on Fox Sports NFL Sundays? He's pulling in three. Oh, Kurt's pretty good. I like I like the um I like Fox's deal better than I like CBS's Sunday morning football deal. You know? I don't know. They they just have that chemistry there. They just have that. Kurt Menefee, he dragging in three million. Michael Strahan, four million dollars. The greatness that is Howie Long. Okay. Howie Long's clocking in at four million. Mike Wilborn is in at six million dollars. Wow. You make a lot of money, but you better know your deal. You better know what you're doing. Joe Buck makes six million. You know, him and Troy Aikman do a lot of games together. They're pretty good. I love their chemistry as well. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Joe Buck uh, started in the game at age 25 when he announced an NFL game. Mike Greenberg pulls in 6.5. He's from Mike and Mike. He has another show now. But, yeah, Mike Golick played for Philadelphia, for those who don't know. But, yeah, bringing a lot of money, mine, Bringing a lot of loot. And then, of course, you got Shaq Daddy and them over there with Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith and them. They're pulling it in. Stephen A. makes $10 million a year. Didn't know if you knew that. Stephen A. be raking it in. Tony Romo makes $17 million. Wow. Jim Rome, $30 million. All this to talk. That's why I'm here. Okay. That's why I'm here to get my chatter on. You understand me? If that's what, if that's what they're going to be pulling in, man. It's a lot of money, but you got to know your stuff. Uh, there was a kid when I was growing up, lived on my block named Lance Johnson. That's the kid to me that would have been the very first Chris Berman. Lance was very sports knowledgeable. I was impressed by that as a kid, man. I didn't know all those stats. And so then I started trying to learn the stats as well. When we come back, pushcapradios.com, we're going to talk about the opioid addiction in the U.S. You know they haven't been telling you that. Crack addiction, it was cops everywhere. Now what's going on since it's white folk? We will get into that. Also, why can't white people say the N-word? We're going to break that down for you. And I'm going to cover a little bit more about Harriet Tuckman on the $20 bill. Devastating, titillating, definitely invigorating. Not like I'm insinuating that I think we're stimulating. Reason that we get get ratings because we don't be perpetrating. All we got to do is touch a microphone. We're Shaka 4-1 in the main event on PushCapRadios.com. Dallas, baby. Shaka 4-1 in the main event with me, the Queen B. Only on PushDabRadio.com. It's the hottest combination in the urban internet game. Dallas, baby. 
oftentimes when they begin to understand the great secret, become frightened of, of all of these negative thoughts that they have. Two things they need to be aware of. One, it has been proven now scientifically that an affirmative thought is hundreds of times more powerful than a negative thought. PushGapRadio.com, Dallas, Fort Worth. And nowhere in the history of black music is there a hit patriotic song. I mean, what we do. I mean, we'll cover a song, but like, we don't write no original patriotic song. Black artists ain't never, because we got a conflicted relationship with the country. You can't write no honest patriotic song. You got to leave that to white artists. They ain't had a good time. <laughs> you had a good time in America. you damn right. You should be writing the patriotic, and I'm proud to be an American. If anything, living in America is not patriotic. It's the opposite. It's a secret message to black people. James Brown is one of the most masterful musicians to ever walk this earth, dude. It's a brilliant song. All you gotta do, listen to the end of the song. Very end of living in America. All James Brown do is just start naming cities. That's it, end of the song. Living in America, New Orleans, Detroit City, Dallas, Pittsburgh. Kansas City, Atlanta, he's just naming safe places for black folks. That's, that's it. Radio.com. In Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, we're PushGapRadio.com. PushGapRadio.com. We want to be your official Dallas internet station. I feel like every station you listen to is playing the same songs. Petty nonsense. Doing the same thing. Over and over and then over again. We can't tell the difference. Money and bling this and dollar bill that is insulting. The consolidation of uh, radio overall has kind of compromised. Black radio. Black radio has become so much like white radio. I hate the radio now. If we can't communicate with one another, then we don't know what's happening. When we lose the power of our own voices, we lose complexity. Out of the thousands of radio stations in this country, only a handful of black homes. And if somebody didn't plan it, then I don't know how it happened. Pushcapradios.com. Listen to us now. Believe us later. Pushcapradio.com. Jealous, baby. Believe me now. The white females, they hate attractive sisters. Nothing intimidates them more. That's why they love homely ass women. When they when it comes to us, notice when it comes to us, they gotta have us as homely as possible. And I was I was at the gym earlier and I was looking at daytime television and every channel. It's a bunch of white people and one fat black woman on this, on every other channel. That's not by coincidence. That's very deliberate. I'm like, who is this? I mean, they they will find an overweight black woman at the drop of a hat because that's to make white women feel comfortable. They understand that that's the kind of black woman that white women feel comfortable around. So that they always got to get them big and jolly. It's that old mammy thing. You got to go up there looking like a mammy. That's why they love Oprah. When Oprah lost all that weight, Oprah, remember, Oprah has always been like a big girl, but Oprah lost a lot of weight. She got real skinny. Oprah got real, real skinny. And people were like, oh, damn, what happened? So she got real skinny. And then her ratings dropped. When Oprah got skinny, her ratings dropped. Star Jones again, Star Jones too. A white woman is not trying to look 
at an attractive black woman. They, they do not want that. That intimidates the shot of them. So they're always doing little things to sabotage sisters, especially if you're just even halfway attractive. They're always doing little conniving, little sneaky things to sabotage sisters. So that's always been a thing with them. They don't like attractive sisters being around. They like them homely because that, that gives them shine. It makes them, in their mind, look better by contrast. They always have to have somebody who they feel is a little lower than them in looks. Makes them feel superior, you dig? But certain sisters who are very attractive, a lot of the white women don't really want to be around them like that. A lot of the white women don't want to be around them like that. They like being around Gabby Sidibe. That was Tariq Nasheed explaining to you something that I had spoken with some people about a couple of years ago. Okay. We're going to get into the opioid crisis here in a moment. But whenever you watch TV, and this is no disrespect to plus size women or big girls or whatever you want to call it, but you just heard him tell you. Why is every time there are women or there's a black woman in something, it's a fat black chick. Look at the talk. Or whatever other show they got on the white girl, the Hispanic girl, the Asian girl. They're all beautiful. And then what does the black girl look like? Not knocking you. Everyone needs their space. But because we have no media, other people get to portray us the way that they want to portray us. Other people get to tell our story and direct our narrative. Lonnie Love, Cheryl Underwood, the big chick with the pine saw thing. Everything is big. We have beautiful black women within our culture. But we don't have the media platforms. To tell our story. I put stuff up like that on our Facebook page. You can find us at Push Gap Radios 1 on Facebook. Working on Instagram right now. We'll have that rocking and rolling here shortly. But yeah, why do they always have these big girls on here? That's because the white women are intimidated by your beauty. There was a lady down here named Oberlor. She worked for uh, Channel 8 News, ABC here in Dallas. Demika Obalor, something like that. Demetria Obalor. Beautiful girl. Beautiful. Girl being a dress fam. And of course, as you know, <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube channel, see the picture of her. Beautiful girl. They replaced her with Tashara Parker here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Tashara's amazing. But yeah, the white women were intimidated by this girl. And she didn't do anything. Uh, the curves were just banging out of her dress, as you can see. And that's all that is, my. 
Why do they portray us that way? Because they want the world to believe that we are fat, sloppy, and overweight. That's their portrayal of us to the world. But we don't have that, a BET of that magnitude to tell our story and show our queens like the great Cicely Tyson that just left here. Queen mother. Now, those of you of a certain age, you remember when we were coming up back in the gap. Pam Greer. Get Christy Love. What was my, my girl name? Julie. She played the nurse. Had the little black son. Beautiful. Winona on good times. Play boy. No, I'm not going to forget them. You perverts. Okay. (laughs) They almost was fine as wine, fam. But today, no. And I'm not knocking them. Everyone is who they are. I've picked up weight. I've got no. But why do they portray us that way? Jane Kennedy. I'm going to just call them out as they come to me. Jane Kenny, Lola Falana, get out of here. But today, none of them exist, right? None of them exist. The opioid addiction in the U.S., uh, it's another drug now. Narcan is one. Narcan had to be administered by an EMT or a doctor or a hospital. Narcan is what you use when you OD. If you ever saw the movie, what was that, Samuel L. Jackson, and John Travolta, Pulp Fiction, when he had to drag, stick that needle, that was Narcan. Okay. Now they have another one that the Bush administration has put a hold on. Why? Legal ramifications. But that's not what you should be asking yourself. During the crack epidemic, it was police everywhere. Now, during the opioid addiction crisis it's a health issue you were slapping us in the pokey but you want to give them treatment same difference one drug no different than another it's who you are black person it was putting us in jail long prison sentences for, <coughs> for very little there was a guy a construction worker who OD'd on the job Took his ass to the hospital. Ambulance came whole nine yards. You know, two hours later, he came back to work. Really? Let them think you smell like weed because your shirt was out doing a session yesterday over the weekend or whatever. And it smelled like weed. You going to get drug tested and get fired. If you OD'd here on the job, ain't your ass a junkie? What is there to think about? The opioid... Addiction affects white people. You have some blacks in there. Don't get me wrong. Asians, Hispanics, nothing is concrete to one group. But because of their complexion for the protection, if you're going to do it to one, do it to everybody, fam. Same way with the march. If you treated them people like Black Lives Matter like that, why didn't you do them people at the Capitol like that? I'd have been Vladimir Putin. I would have laid your ass down. So the next person won't get the idea that you're going to storm here. But the opioid crisis, 
Opioid crisis and predicated on the fact that now it's these young white kids out here stretched out. And then it's more people than that because of the coronavirus and people losing their jobs. Can you imagine the pressure and the frustration if you had a job where you're not even getting STEMI? No STEMI money for you. Trump money. That's what I'm getting. None for you. So how are you making it? How are you paying your bills? It's rough, I'm sure, if you have kids right now. Okay. I drive a motor coach for a limousine company. Well, I did. Okay. Uh, Come April, I'd be going in my 17th year. So for me to sit around like this, um, just constantly, uh, you know, usually I'm out on the road. I'm out and about. I'll be at some uh, elementary school here in Dallas-Fort Worth area at like 4 or 5 a.m. To take them from Dallas to Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, and come back the same day. I know people who can't drive from here to Austin without taking a break, and Austin is three hours, okay? But I get tired of sitting around. I quit smoking, but what I do now, every now and again, I got a puff of cigar. I'm bored sitting here from a person who moved around a lot. But yet, opioid crisis is about them, Why wouldn't you do the same thing? That's because that's your family member. Or, as the old heads used to say when I was coming along, you can forgive things in yourself that you can't forgive in other people. White folks are losing their power, guys. And the more they lose it, the more violent they're going to become. Just trying to lace you up to that. The opioid crisis ain't helping. Their birth rates are in the toilet. More people, more white people die in America than people are being born. That ain't going to happen. For every one death, you should have three births. Minimum. Social security works the same way. Used to be for every one retired person, there was anywhere from 15 to 25 people working to pay that. Now for every one retired person, it's like five people. It's dwindling and it's worldwide. That's why the white people are off the chain like that. They're losing. Their numbers are adrenaline. That's why they bring in the Hispanic scene to replace the black vote. See, a lot of y'all still sleep. I ain't finna play with you. A lot of slaves are still sleep. Told you not to vote for Sleepy Joe and Kamala, who told your stupid ass they wasn't going to do nothing for you. Now, if your neighbor would have told you that, you'd have saw his car broke down on the highway and drove past him. Okay, level that up to the political world. Same thing. Me, I listen to WIFM radio. What's in it for me? If ain't nothing in it for me, ain't nothing in it for you either. Get in the game, black people. But you got four years to see what ADOS has been telling you. First hundred years, them people talking about immigration, uh, the dreamers. We were the original dreamers. Black folk, the only people here who did not immigrate here. Again, ADOS, where your great, 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 great grandparents buried. If your folk came here on a plane or a ship, then you ain't us, fam. We love you. You can folk. But look what Elizabeth Warren said. I ain't Indian. What the Indians say? No, the hell you ain't. It's lineage. They don't care your names on the list or that you look like them. What's your lineage? And that's how they throw everybody into the pot with us. Oh, they're black. Put them with the niggas. Look at this. 
in the black community, you'll see an Asian shop, an Indian shop, white people shop, Hispanic shop. Go to the Asian community and show me a damn black rib shack. Go to the Hispanic community, the Indian community, the Asian community. Ain't no niggas there. But they all up in our joint because that's where they dump us. Because we don't differentiate. You know why you cannot get into the Asian and the Hispanic cultures? Because their language is their fence. It's their barrier. You can't just stroll up in there. You can with us though. That's because the slaves won't wake up. We more powerful together. Make us a protected people. Like the gays and the white women and the Indians. We the only unprotected people out here. But that is okay. Speaking on that, why can't white folks say the N-word? We're going to get into that. And I'm still upset about them messing with Harriet Tubman. That ain't your business, fam. That is not your business. Shout out for one in the main event. KYBNRadio.com in Mountain View, California. Like to say a great morning out there, a great evening to you guys. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast, mine. Also, they're making um, Emmett Till's home in Chicago. It's become a designated spot over there. And that's a great thing for what they've done to the greatness. But that's how they treat us, mine. That's how they do it. Yeah, over in Chicago, it's designated and protected landmark. So that's good. You know, Emmett Till was murdered in the South in the summer of uh, 65, I believe it was. Whistling at a white woman, they say. Shout out for one in the main event on the hottest podcast on your urban internet radio dial. Check us out at Facebook at Push Gap Radios 1. Also, if you'd like to contribute to the program, we greatly appreciate that. You can find us at Cash App at Push Gap Radios 1. But the hottest thing in the game. Chicago, I hear y'all getting hit with all that snow. That's why I love Dallas, Texas. It's hot here 10 out of the 12 months. 9, 10 months. Shock for one in the main event on PushGapRadios.com. PushGapRadio.com. Don't knock the hustle, baby. Black History Month is um, a commemoration, vocab word, for black activists, another vocab word, who took, took their time out to go fight, um, fight for what, what they feel is right. Like Martin Luther King had a speech that violence is not the answer and no segregation. We celebrate black people that helped us change history. It reminds us to be strong, even in Politics. Oi. What matters is what, what's inside of you and how you act to other people. Doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, you should always celebrate it because you know the, the, the struggles black leaders went through in order for you to be here right now. Even though we may have the different skin color, we're still the same type of people, no matter what. And a lot of people, they don't see me for who I am. They see my outside appearance, but they don't see what I have on the inside. It's very hard to grow up knowing that you're black and you have a lot of personal prejudice against you. 
I see it on the TV, and I'm like, is that going to happen to my brother? Is that, is that going to happen to my dad? And I always have that in the back of my mind every time that I'm home and they're not home. Black history is important to me because I have to remember where I came from and I have to remember who came before me. Because you have to look at the things that Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, and um, Malcolm X did for us black people so people can't treat us unfairly because they think some type of belief. Because we're, we are all people and you need to stand up for our rights. There's still discrimination. There's still discrimination in all parts of the world, in all parts of the United States. We should still fight for what we believe in. We should still fight for getting what's right. Hey, this is Scott Moran. It's not just the brothers that listen to PushGapRadio.com. For the hottest new show in the Metroplex, it's Shackleford 1 in the main event on PushGapRadio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, baby. My question to my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. As an African-American, as a black man, when can I protest? When can I speak out? When can I show frustration and anger? When I march, you condemn me. When I talk on the internet, you condemn me. When I say it on television, you condemn me. Anywhere in the public square where black people talk about this and just basically say a simple affirmation that black lives matter, that our lives have value, we are constantly ridiculed and criticized. When is the appropriate time? I would think the fact that it was an African-American named Crispus Attucks who was the first sacrifice in what was the start of the Revolutionary War, that in every single conflict this country has ever had, black people have fought in it and fought with honor and valor only to come home to discrimination and subjugation and oppression. I would think if anyone had the right to speak out against the injustices of America, it is black folks because they have shed blood, sweat, tears, and toil for it. You just shot to number one on your internet radio dial. Shackle Ford won in the main event only on Pushback Radio. I'm looking for Jackie. Shackle Ford won in the main event with me, the Jackie O. Heard exclusively on Push Gap Radio. Give me two scoops. PushGapRadio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. This fat pimp right here. A Georgia man allegedly scams nearly $1 million from a grocery store. This enterprising team got a job at a Georgia Kroger. He got right to work, Flair. Right to work. Scamming nearly $1 million from the store during the two weeks he worked there. Okay? Playboy, you can be famous, you can be infamous. Okay? It's all about your hustle. Okay? Big risk, big reward. Not telling you to go jack a damn Kroger's, but let's take it out of the stealing part and put that somewhere else where he went out and hustled. If you can sell drugs, you can run a business. Simple as that. But this guy went to work real quick, scamming nearly a million dollars from the store in two weeks. Police in Gwinnett County said 19-year-old Trey Brown. Now tell me Trey ain't one of the brothers. <laughs> Trey Brown scammed more than 989 bands from the Duluth grocery store where he worked from December to January. 
Brother Brown <laughs> created more than 40 returns of non-existent items and put them on credit cards. The returns ranged in price from seventy-five to eighty-seven thousand dollars. The hell did you buy at Kroger's for eighty-seven thousand dollars? The building. He used the money to buy two vehicles, clothes, shoes, and guns. They say the scam was so damn brazen that it caught the attention of corporate Kroger employees. They contacted the police after noticing fraudulent transactions. So old Brown's facing the charge of theft. Wow. He totaled one of the vehicles. But they did recover a large sum of money. Wow. How how motivated are you to get out of your situation? See. Necessity is the mother of invention. What are you willing to do if your kids are hungry? Not like him. He was just clout chasing and high siding and this, that, and the third. So we're not talking about that. But I'm talking about the motivation and and, 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 uh, the self-motivating factor of this guy to go out and do that. Did he stumble upon the lick when he got there? Or did he already have a lick? Did he already have a lick in place before he came? Some things need to be planned out. How did he know how to do that? Well, you could have stumbled up on it. Why do I say that? Back in the 90s, I worked for this company, and I was a mail clerk, right? So, one day, I got a lot of buckets, so in my lunchtime, I went over to the mail, to the post office, and I had a lot of envelopes that had been misprinted or whatever, that we had ran through the metering machine to put the stamp on. And so when I get there in one of the buckets, there's a lot of them. And he says, well, uh, what do you want to do with those? I said, oh, well, those were mistakes. We're not using those. So you can just trash them. He said, no, you all get the money back from this. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, you have a Pitney Bowles machine, right? I said, yeah. Well, whenever you run postage, you bring the postage you didn't use here and we put it back on your machine. You know how much dude gave me? $66. I was running that scam once a month. Okay. I just chick, 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 chick. But I left there a month or so anyway. Then I was a young guy. So, you know, not telling you to go out and do anything stupid like that. But sometimes a lick fall in your, in your lap. Sometimes. If you're observant, you notice what's going on. A lot of people aren't that observant. They tell you they are. Yeah kid went in here and bumped these people head mine probably not gonna do long non-violent crime you know kroger's has it but a million fam yeah i'd have to do you something harriet tuckman on the 20 dollar bill mine i just don't understand watch tlc wendy williams over the weekend not too impressed with the tlc show I don't know. It's messed up how they did uh, Spinderella, though. I'm not the entertainment reporter person. I'm just <laughs> letting you know what I did over the weekend sitting around here. But, yeah, Wendy Williams was amazing because I've read Wendy Williams' books. I've listened to the books on um, tape because, again, Drive for a Limousine Company, 
uh, motor coaches and the books on tape were amazing. And just to hear her story was great. Now, sometimes it took me a minute to get on with Wendy Williams, but I loved it, but it went so quick, man. It was like, you know, you went from here to here to, yeah, it's like you didn't take time with the story. What's the story? Was it even a full two hours? The old girl was trying to work the, the Joyzy accent. We here in New York. We out in the car. Okay, it came and went. Okay, Wendy has a distinct East Coast accent there, you know. Again, they got Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina coming down the pipe. Mahalia Jackson. (laughs) Where the white people? I want to see some white people. I'd like to see a deal on Charlie Daniels. Devil went down to Georgia, picked him up uh, some years ago before he passed away. He came to Dallas, to South Fork Ranch, where they shot the show Dallas with J.R. Ewing. And he did a concert out there. I went and picked him up in Richardson, Texas, which is just north of Dallas. Took him to South Fork Ranch. He sat in the car with me for 30 minutes, and we just talked. I told him how it came about his music. Yeah, do one about Charlie Daniels, man. It's always about black people, you know? Love black culture, but you hate niggas. Now, Wendy did a, uh, did her movie better than the one for Aaliyah. You remember that? You know? But I enjoyed it. It was a great insight. I love the guy who played Kevin. He plays on uh, P-Town P or, or some show like that. I haven't got around to that show yet. But, yeah, they say he plays on that. I've seen him in something else. I can't quite remember. But yeah, great actor. Love the guy. The girl who played um, Wendy did a great job to me. The salt and pep thing, eh, I don't know. You know? I wasn't really feeling it. Now, I didn't watch the documentary on Wendy after the thing. I just watched a part uh, of the movie. I'm a fan because I've always been into radio. And then I just liked the way Wendy went about accomplishing what she wanted to accomplish, you know? Sometimes you got to put yourself out there. Just got to put yourself out there. So that is what that is. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm doing some social media things. I have a social media calendar now. And it says that I have to, that I should tell my, I should tell you who I am. Now, those of you who've been following us, we've been here 10 years. We've switched from one platform to another, so we're working our numbers back up. Don't know if those people know that we're over here, but but I got into radio as a kid in Gary, Indiana. First guy that I loved was called Jim Ragman. We called him the Ragman in Gary, Indiana. Ragman talked all over the damn record, boy. Now, by the time I went to radio school at the Votech in Gary, Indiana, uh, my high school years in the summertime of 75 is when I first went and learned radio, how to take the record, bag it up. Back then, you had to splice tape. Today, it's all done on, you know, freaking computer. But, yeah, that's where I learned it. Next person that truly inspired me was the fly job, Tom Joyner. DDB Banana, LaDonna Tittle in the middle, back in Chicago days. WBMX, Oak Park, Chicago, baby. Anything Chicago gets, Gary gets. If it's 10 inches of snow in Chicago, it's 10 inches of snow in Gary, Indiana. These are the people who inspired me. Greatest team in radio. 
Skip Murphy and Company, the Skip Morning Skip Murphy Morning Show, Sammy Putney, Chris Arnold, the Wig, and Dallas, Texas, his very own Nanette Lee. Phenomenal. Skip Murphy taught me how to run a show because before they went off the air, I went to broadcasting school in 2007. I was 46, oldest person in there. And so before Skip Murphy and them went off for two weeks, since I went to work at four and five in the morning, I kept a notepad by me and put the speaker up in the corner because in the limousine, you're not supposed to be playing music. Really. But the, he couldn't hear it. He was asleep. Hell, it's 530 in the morning and everything they did. I wrote it down. Sam Putney taught me how to have a great time on the air. Chris Arnold taught me to be very thorough, very well prepared. And Nanette Lee taught me to just be myself and have fun with it. Love Nanette Lee. That girl there, let me tell you something. She told her mom, <laughs> her mama worked for Neiman Marcus or something called Nanette. <laughs> well, I guess Nanette was just telling the story. But I said her mama called and told her, Nanette, I got to treat you like I treat everybody else. And you get that payment in here. Okay. She did another one where she was talking about she was coming to get this lady's refrigerator. But I'll probably try to delve into that um, on the other side. But yeah, her mom worked for Neiman Marcus. Worked in the credit department. And Nanette had a card. Told her, Nanette, I got to treat you like I treat all my other customers you need to get that payment in here. And then they said, Mama, I'm going to tell you the same thing. I tell all my bill collectors. Bitch, don't call here no more. <laughs> Hysterical. You know why it's funny? Because she didn't say that to her mom. Now, somebody else said, Why she call her mom? She didn't. It's just a... It's just a joke. Shuffle one in the main event when we come back. We're going to talk about why in the hell white folk cannot say the N-word. Never average, never mediocre, online, on point, and on the money. In Dallas, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, we're pushgapradios.com. Shuffle for one in the main event. Hottest thing in the game. If you don't know, now you know, nigga. Pushgapradios.com. Dallas, baby. Shocker 4 1 in the main event with Jackie O. We're internet famous, just not real life hot. We're pushgapradio.com. It's going down, baby. Dallas. Actually, let me let me let me start it off like this, right? One of the age-old questions these days, and I can't, I still can't believe people ask this, is why can't white people use the N-word? As obvious as this seems, yeah, I did you know, listen, man, I'm trying to get views, I'm trying to get clicks, I'm trying to get subscribers, all that. But why can't white people use the N-word around black people when black people use it when talking to each other all the time? Like I've heard white people say, well, if they call themselves niggas, why does it bother them if we want? To. Before I give you guys the definitive reason as to why white people should not use the N-word around black people, let me start. Let me start by saying that white people can say whatever they want around whomever they want. If they want to use the N-word around black people, they are well within their constitutional rights to do so. 
their right to use whatever language they want around whoever they want is protected by the First Amendment. You can say the N-word around black people if you want to, but I would strongly advise against it for obvious reasons, and I think that you guys will co-sign on that as well. Now that leads me to the main question, which is why can't white people use the N-word around black people without getting the sh** beat out of them or being verbally and sometimes physically accosted? And the answer to this is one word and one word only, and that word is relationship. I'll give you another example. Family, which of course is a relationship. Guys, I love my family very much. Okay, I talk about them all the time. We talk, listen, we as a family, we talk about each other to each other all the time. I've talked about my brothers and my sisters to my mom. My sisters have talked about me. They've talked about me to my brothers. My brothers have talked about our dad to me and so on and so forth. We call each other names. We argue. We yell at each other. We're as dysfunctional as any other normal red-blooded American family out there. And in the end, we all love each other. But let somebody who isn't in our family talk about me. Let someone from the outside talk about my parents or my brothers or my sisters. Now we got a problem. Why? Relationship. The black experience is what gives us a common thread. Mm -hmm. So white person uses the N-word around a black person. It's like somebody talking about my family. White people will never know what it's like to be black in America. They have no relationship with us in that regard. And that's the reason they can't use the N-word around us without getting their asses kicked. I told you earlier about Emmett Till. And uh, Emmett Till grew up the home he grew up in out of Chicago was designated as a protected landmark last week, culminating a long battle by local activists and politicians to preserve his story and honor it as a part of the American historical fabric. The Chicago City Council announced on last Wednesday that it passed the landmark ordinance for the Southside Brick Building where he and his mother, Mamie Tillman Mobley, lived until he was murdered and lynched during a trip to visit family down south in the summer of 1965. So... That's an amazing thing. Kind of what I'm talking about of making black people a protected person. You love black culture, you hate black people. In the last 40 years, who's created a genre of music? Black folk. Rap music. That's global. Now, last week, a lot of people that I watch on YouTube, different podcasts that I check out, a lot of people were upset about the fact that people were trying to say that Puerto Ricans came up with rap. See how they try to change our narrative, our narrative. If we had our own media, you would know all of this. You know who invented damn rap music. That's off the East Coast. That's us, fam. Who else prolific like that? All politicians and the bureaucrats are spending dollars on a party from your income taxes. Tax you once, tax you again. You work hard as hell so they can entertain their friends. Now, I don't know what's the deal because they never around come time for me to pay bills. They tax me $200, 11 cents. I'm always short $200 come time to pay rent. That's us. We're that. We created the culture here that they say that we don't have. 
We decide what's cool in America. Ever notice when a new television station comes out, the WB, the CW, whatever. All those black shows are on there. Why? Try and get their weight up. Then once you got all these black people watching, what happens? Here comes Dawson Creek, Friends. The black shows just start going away. They need you to make them pop it. You know what's going on today? It's Clubhouse on the internet. Show you how blacks aren't paying attention. Clubhouse is targeting black folk. Why? Because they know what your ass don't know. You get the niggas to blow you up. Once the niggas tell you it's cool, then you go and get the white folks. You ever notice on TikTok, the dances the white people be doing? Your ass really think them white people came up with that. Or maybe way down here, there was a little girl named Lolo Quisha who came up with that. But she didn't get props for it. They did. You're going to see in four years. That's all right. Your ass going to see over the next four years what's going on with us. Yeah, black people make things cool in this damn country. They hate you because they ain't you. I don't care. You want to say ADOS is being divisive. Everybody's divisive. You ever notice if you come from another country, you're black because it helps you get into college or whatever, or a job or a loan or a house. But the moment you reach your achievement, you get on Facebook and put up a flag of Ghana, Trinidad, Tobago, Nigeria, Haiti flag. You use being black to get what my people died for. And now that you succeeded, you step over us because you don't know our story. How come you black people can't make a go of it? You heard it when the show first came on. The lady explained it to you. You broke the contract. Okay. Which brings us to our point here. The closing ceremonies. Why can white folk not say the N-word? Tanihasi Coates recently explained why non-black people shouldn't use the word. He said his wife refers to him as honey, and that's acceptable and okay between them. But if he was walking down the street and a strange woman referred to him as honey, that wouldn't be acceptable. The understanding is that he has some sort of relationship with his wife. You know, hopefully no relationship with the woman, the strange woman. He went on to say that his wife with her girlfriends will use the word bitch But he don't join in. He don't do that. And he doesn't have a desire to. See? Just because it's done. I mean, you can't go in a Hispanic community calling them beaners and wetbacks and whatnot. Go around them Italians. They call each other guineas, wops, spicks. Everybody got a term for their own people. How come we don't hear about that? Why is it just us? First off, why in the hell do you want to say it? Mark Lamont Hill, host of BET News and political contributor for CNN, said black people saying the N-word is different from a non-black person saying the N-word. He might see his homeboy and call him my nigga. You know why? Because he my nigga. And the difference between him and you is that his homeboy has to deal with the same oppressive situations that he does. 
So he's born into a world where anti-black racism prevails. Police will just shoot him on the street no matter how much money he got. And then we share a collective condition known as nigger. White people don't. That's what that is. Now, I picked up some white girls from a city called Troy, which is a little south of um, Waco, Texas. I brought them all the way back up to the Dallas area for a volleyball tournament. Then they won. I took them back to another. They tipped me $400 each time. But the music that they use to get pumped up to play had nigger in it, like a chainsaw. And so while it was playing, as we were pulling up to the place, uh, the song came on for them to get ready to get fired up and go in and play. And I think by the third time it said nigger, the lady turned and told them to turn it off. And when she went for the button, I grabbed her hand. And I told the other lady, I said, could I, could I see you down here? I explained to her, you didn't write the song. I didn't write the song. Some other person that lives somewhere else put me and you here in Texas in this situation. They sing in the song. When they say nigga, what? They're going to get quiet because the black guy is the driver. I told her, you play your song, ma'am. I didn't write the song. You didn't write it either. If that's the song that gets you pumped up to go in there and damn win, play your song. And they played it. It doesn't bother me. I'll get off the bus. The white people didn't write that. <coughs> so basically to your rappers, all I'm telling you is. Quit putting it in your song. I think a year ago, two years ago. Kendrick Lamar pulled a girl up on stage, white girl. And when they got to the part about nigga, she got a microphone in her hand and gave it to her. She said, nigga, and he cut it. Hey, no, no, stop, stop, stop. That's hypocrisy. It's in the song. She loves the song. Take it out. We say, we're supposed to say this amongst ourselves. I check my friends when I'm out. My co-workers, if we're around white people and you start saying, nigga, hey, uh-uh, no. We in mixed company. You don't show your ass out here. You don't wave our dirty laundry. Then they feel they can say it. Then when you get knocked the hell out, when keeping it real goes wrong. Why do you want to say it? And a lot of people say, well, this is, it's a degrading word. Nothing is or isn't until you decide that it is. Flat out. Until you decide something is or is not, then it's not or it is. Yeah, we took the word and beat it down. That's us. If you go around the world to other black people's places. Africa, 52 different countries on that continent. They all in different tribes, fam. They told you about us back in the 80s and 90s. We all in the same gang. Detroit, New York, Dallas, Chicago, L.A., Phoenix, Houston. Wherever you go and there's black people, you family. It's like home. Speaking of that, there's this commercial that I love. Nebraska Furniture Mart. How in the hell you make a jingle that someone falls in love with like that? Okay. 
Let that little jingle this house be. But yes, black people, ADOS, or foundational black Americans, as uh, Tariq Nasheed calls them. Wherever we go, we family. So that's why you don't get what we get. I remember I was watching this one movie. A young kid runs around. Police are chasing him. And the black lady, oh, she's sitting on her porch. She opens the door. He runs and he closes it. Comes by and the police say, hey, did you see a kid? He said, no, I ain't seen nobody. The guy said, he's probably in your house. Well, he said, you should let us get him. He ain't your family. She said, he more family to me than you are. To the white cop. We all in the same gang here in America. Because we've went through the same thing. Your people came over here on a plane or a ship from somewhere else. They looked in a mirror and said, I'm going to go to America and find a community that looks like me. If I cannot find a community that looks like me, then I will build a community for people who look like me. We didn't have that. White folks said we lazy and some other stuff, but you came halfway around the world to get us. How did we become slaves? You had two factions fighting. The white folk got in on both sides. Whoever lost, here we are. Shout out for one in the main event on pushcapradios.com. Thank you for being a part of our world. Thank you for making a part of our world a part of your world. Thank you for the following support. I'm probably saying that wrong on Facebook. You can find us at Pushcap Radios 1. Or if you'd like to contribute to the program, you can find us at Cash App on Pushcap Radios 1 as well. See you guys on next week. Trust you're going to have an absolutely phenomenal week. Do not forget February 1st, Black History Month. Show some love to another black person. Let's quit being so angry at each other all the time and speak once in a while. Shocker 401 in the main event on pushgapradios.com Dallas baby and we're out pushgapradio.com bridging the gap between old school and new school radio pushgapradio.com it's Dallas baby never average never mediocre we're online on point and on the money Shaka Ford one in the main event only on pushgapradio.com pushgapradio.com the official internet station of simplymemagazine.com pushgapradio.com Dallas Baby!